Blog Talk Radio. This is the Mike Savilla Radio Program, episode 329 for Monday, July 21st, 2014. On tonight's show, my guest coming up will be Christina Zimmerman, who is the uh, who's a medical student and also the student chair of the 2014 AAFP National Conference of Family Medicine Residents and Medical Students. Yes, that's right, kids. It's back. You've heard that talk. We talk about that a lot over the years. So this year's meeting will take place on August 7 through 9, 2014 in Kansas City. You can get more information at aafp.org slash nc and also the hashtags aafpnc. So we will be talking about the meeting we we'll are talking about life as a medical student and whatever else comes up. So looking forward to this. It's going to be fun tonight. So let's do this, America. Episode 329 starts right now. show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Mike Savella radio program. I am your host, Dr. Mike Savella, the one-man social media machine for eight years running. That's right, kids. I am back. <laughs> Check out the site at drmikesavella.com. And uh, what is this show about? This is a commentary about uh, medicine, social media, life, and tonight we'll be talking about a very exciting student and resident meeting coming up, which I have talked about pretty much every year that I've had uh, this show, so very excited about that. Today is Monday, July 21, 2014. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and uh, here at Family Medicine Rock's World Headquarters, wait for it, wait for it, it feels like 82 degrees Fahrenheit, a nice summer day here in northeastern Ohio. So hope you are all doing well. Yes, it's, it's been a while since I uh, got the podcast out. It's just life gets in the way. And, uh, but uh, happy to bring it back tonight again. Uh, so my guest coming up in just a few minutes uh, is my good friend Christina Zimmerman. She's a medical student, and she's going to share about what life is like as a medical student these days. And uh, she's also the uh, student chair of a meeting that is very close to my heart, the AAFP National Conference of Family Medicine Residents and Medical Students coming up in just a couple weeks uh, in Kansas City. Uh, so uh, uh, we'll be looking forward to uh, talking about that, uh, talking about life as a medical student, talking about family medicine, talking about advocacy, talking about all kinds uh, uh, fun stuff, but I hope all of you have been uh, doing well. It's been uh, a while since I've uh, got the podcast out here, and uh, but I do have some huge social media plans uh, coming up in the uh, in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, just uh, stay tuned to the Twitter to the Twitter feed, drmikesvilla.com. Uh, and uh, I know I've been lacking on the website, um, and that is totally my fault. Um, I take full responsibility for being a social media slacker. Uh, and I didn't quit, so I, I'm uh, I'm keeping going here. So, uh, but uh, thanks for everybody for for kid continuing your support of me on Twitter and Facebook and on the podcast and on the website. Uh, so, uh, uh, thank you all for that. So we'll be coming up with our guest in just a few moments. But first, I do want to thank uh, Blog Talk Radio for still having me be a featured host on this network. Why I have no idea. Um, I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005, and if you're just uh, first listening to the show, welcome. <laughs> if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. <laughs> I am a family physician in full-time private practice uh, here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. 
so coming up uh, right after the break here will be uh, my guest, uh, Christina Zimmerman, the student chair of the National Conference this year. You're listening to the Mike Savilla Radio Program, a, a proud member of the ProMed Network, a podcast you can get there by going to uh, promednetwork.com. And uh, my guest will be coming up right after this. the place where family medicine rocks. This is the Mike Savilla radio program. Check me out at drmikesavilla.com. And on the line with me, um, uh, and I'm so glad that she's here to talk about this. We've been kind of chatting for a very long time. Um, I guess on the line uh, is the student chair of the 2014 AEFP National Conference of Family Medicine Residents and Medical Students, Christina Zimmerman, joins me. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited about my first podcast debut. Yes, that's right. I know you're very uh, you're very uh, nervous. I know we were talking before the show, uh, but uh, it's it's, it's going to be fine because uh, you know no, nobody listens to the show, so it's just going to be me and you chatting, and it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good time. So so you'll be fine. Um, so as I. Uh, as I start out with uh, with all my guests, uh, especially uh, uh, people in family medicine who are interested in family medicine, um, I always start out with the with the very uh, difficult question, uh, Christina. And, and I'll call you Zimosaurus for this show because that's your Twitter handle. Follow her on Twitter. Uh, so Zimosaurus. So uh, so why family medicine? Why is family medicine awesome? Why are you choosing it for your career? Why should all medical students uh, consider family medicine as their specialty? That's kind of a lot of questions in one question, but I'll try to take them all. Um, <laughs> so why family medicine? Well, I've always kind of been drawn to it. Um, family docs are who I think of um, when people talk about doctors and when I need a doctor for my health. So for me, it was never really a question of why, but more of why not. And after four years of medical school, I still can't find a single reason why not for me. I'm very systematic. I have to make pros and cons, and there are no cons on my list for family medicine, just a very, very long list of pros. Um, and that kind of leads into why all family medicine, all, all med students should choose family medicine. So it's very versatile. You can really mold your career path to fit your personality and the lifestyle you want. Um, then as you progress, you can modify it to fit your current desires and wherever your life is taking you. So you can work in an office, a hospital, an ER, um, have a very different patient population like kids, teens, adults. Uh, if you're interested in geriatrics, you can have that. Um, athletes, you have sports medicine. Um, family docs do prenatal and deliveries. Um, you can even do C-sections if you like the OR. Um, we deal with infectious diseases, uh, a lot of global health. Uh, if you have a little bit of... Uh, adrenaline junkie in you. You can incorporate nature and do a little bit wilderness medicine. Um, you can get involved with all the new uh, practice models like patient-centered medical home and uh, direct primary care. I could really go on all day. <laughs> so there's just a lot of opportunities and you can really just uh, make it what you want. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, it's just, I, I, I love when, you know, talking to students and um, you know, when they do figure out what, what uh, specialty they're going to, and it doesn't have to be family medicine, but, you know, it, it, when you find somebody that what, whatever they're passionate, what they're talking about, whether it's family medicine or cardiology or whatever, um, you know, you can really tell when people are really excited about what, they, uh, what they're going to be doing. So, um, so you're a medical student right now, so kind of tell my audience uh, kind of where you are at in your medical education process. 
I am a fourth-year medical student, um, one month in, uh, and I go to the Commonwealth Medical College in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So I am on um, a family medicine audition rotation right now in Lancaster uh, and then having a blast. Cool, cool. So what kind of cool stuff have you been doing during this uh, rotation, which I guess is ending soon. So what, what kind of cool stuff have you been doing? Oh, I'm really, I really have the full... Um, broad spectrum experience down here. So I spent uh, two weeks on inpatient um, and saw mainly adults um, with some very serious acute Ill issues. Um, then I spent a week in the rural clinic that they have here and also got to go to the sports medicine clinic and do some joint injections, um, a little bit of uh, manipulation. Um, this morning I was in the derm clinic. so. Um, I got to um, freeze some skin lesions and do some more injections. Um, I was in uh, matern uh, women and babies, so I got to assist with deliveries. Um, so really just been doing it all. Wow, that's, I'm exhausted just kind of hearing uh, about all the stuff <laughs> you've been doing. Uh, um, and, and it sounds like that, that you're, you know, um, you know uh, being – they're letting you be very hands-on, and you're doing stuff, and, and you're getting a lot of good uh, experience on this rotation. Yes, I am. And they're very good teachers here and do, uh, do let students do a lot. Uh, so did you always want to go to uh, medical school? Or, you know, like when you were in college, was that kind of always on the radar? Or how did you find yourself applying to medical school in the first place? Uh, well, so... I, I started college as an undergrad, or as undecided, rather. Um, I didn't think I wanted to go to school for eight years to become a doctor, so I thought about it for a short second and thought, not nah, too long. Uh, <laughs> and then after a year of college, I still had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, so a close friend and I decided to take a leave of absence from undergrad and embark on a road trip across America. So we explored, yeah, just kind of spontaneously. Um, wow. We explored Colorado. Uh, we went to Colorado, Utah, California. We landed in Arizona. That was kind of our home base. Um, so we got entry-level office jobs to pay the bills, bought dirt bikes, taught ourselves how to ride them, had a few crashes here and there. Wow. Um, so we worked during the week, explored the desert on the weekends. After six months, my friend was homesick. She went home. I wasn't ready. So I thought I'd return to Pennsylvania in a month, but it was about another five years uh, before I went back in the interim. I took up some other crazy hobbies like rock climbing, orienteering, and then I, I went back to undergrad um, wow. at Arizona State. Wow. Huh. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, when did the, the, the medical school bug or, or the medical profession bug uh, get you? Hmm. It, it still took a little bit of time. So I knew I wanted to go back to school. I was still kind of undecided, started bioengineering because I really like science. Um, but then doing that, I realized that it was a lot of time in front of the computer, had very little contact with people. Um, but then I hurt my knee in a dirt biking accident. Well, I have a cadaver ACL now. Uh, and that's when I really started to consider a field back or consider a career back in the medical field. Um, but I wasn't sure where, PT, doctor. Um, so then I went on a med medical mission trip to Honduras, and that's what sealed the deal for me. So I really saw the impact that doctors made there. We went to rural villages. Um, there was one patient in particular. He was a 79-year-old uh, villager, still very active, farming, contributing to his family, and he couldn't uh, see very well at all. He was very distraught. So we, just, we gave him something very simple, just a pair of purple reading glasses. They weren't too fashionable, but he put them on, and we gave him a pamphlet. He could read it, and he was so excited. He was walking around, strutting his stuff, showing off his glasses, and... Um, was just really happy. Um, and so um, with that, you know, I, I really saw the impact that doctors can make on, on people's lives and um, took it from there. Cool. Huh. So uh, what, what was uh, kind of the, the college, I mean, the medical school application process uh, for you? Because uh, I get asked about that all the time. But like, well, like, what is it like out there to, to apply to medical school? Was it, was it tough for you? 
It, it was tough for me. Um, I paperwork, <laughs> even though there's a lot of it as a doctor. Uh, I don't like writing about myself. And then it's it's a very long um, application process. I actually didn't get into medical school on my first try. Um, and I think it's um, part of the reason, not all of it, but uh, I waited too long. So I could tell anyone listening out there that's thinking of applying, apply early. It's already past June. I think applications are due June 1st. If you don't have your application in yet, put it in tomorrow, yesterday. Because um, everything's, <laughs> everything's rolling. Um, the sooner you get in your application, the sooner you're offered an interview. Uh, the earlier they interview you, the slightly less competitive it is because there's less people in the pool. So. Um, Definitely apply early. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and and uh, you know, I always get questions about you know that that first year of medical school and anatomy lab and all that um, you know uh, stereotypical stuff that you see uh, on movies on TV. What, what was your first year of medical school like? Uh, well, it ramps up very quickly. Uh, it's surely different than undergrad. Um, you have to learn a lot in a short period of time. Um, so at, at first, it's an adjustment because there's long hours of studying, especially like you mentioned, anatomy lab is um, the first uh, first year. And so you spend a lot of hours in there doing your dissection, and then you still have to you know, learn all the physiology and everything when you leave there. But it gets a lot easier um, as the weeks pass and definitely more enjoyable. and each year, I can say, gets just better and better. Um, each year has its own challenges, too. Um, and, and people have, uh, have um, uh, heard me talk on this show about third year, and, and third year is that uh, you know people kind of uh, get a sampling of all the different specialties. And uh, um, how, how was your uh, third year experience uh, for you? My third year was quite fantastic, but my school does it uh, a little bit differently than most schools. Um, so a lot of schools across the country have a uh, block schedule. So they'll do, for example, six weeks of pediatrics and six weeks of surgery. Um, my school has a longitudinal curriculum. So I have all six core disciplines every day of the week for 52 weeks. So like on wow. Monday morning, I'd go to peds. Then Monday afternoon, I'd go to OB. And then Tuesday all day, I'd go to surgery. Um, and I had the same preceptor. So there was continuity with preceptors. And I got to pick certain patients to follow around and go to all their appointments and different things. So it was really interesting. And I'm very lucky, actually, because having all six things and switching back and forth every day is kind of like having family medicine all year, which I love. So That's true. it was perfect for me. That's true. Oh, um, so at what point um, during that year, or even before that, that you uh, that you felt the family medicine specialty calling you? Uh, well, there wasn't like one exact moment, I guess. Um, family medicine was always at the back of my mind, but I tried to keep an open mind to other specialties and other experiences. Um, maybe the second week, I thought I wanted to do surgery for like a very like one day. <laughs> um, I do like I do like procedures, but I much rather talk to people um, and talk them through how to prepare for surgery, focus on preventing them from needing surgery, um, hopefully. Um, but as the year progressed, um, I realized, you know, that I really enjoyed the continuity with patients. I really liked doing a multitude of different things and relationship building, taking ownership, um, and working with patients through their goals. And so. I gave in fully and and one hundred percent committed. Um, and then, um, you know, when, when you decided, then I mean, we're we're going to talk a lot about um, you know leadership development during the meeting. But um, at, at what point did you feel like that you could, um, you know, contribute as a leader or or be part of something bigger, uh, more than yourself, or to to you know join the family medicine club or how? Um, share with me a little bit about, you know, kind of your leadership story as far as when you decided to um, become active and run for things and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I actually got involved in my first year of medical school because, um, like I said, it was always, family medicine was always in the back of my mind, but everybody always tells you to keep an open mind. Um, but um, so 
I was from a recently established medical school. We're only uh, on the third class, so we've had two graduating classes. Um, many of our clubs are very new, not very active, including our family medicine interest group. Um, so I wanted to connect with more students interested in family medicine. Uh, since we didn't have a large uh, student population in my school. So I became very active in the Pennsylvania Academy um, and somehow was elected their delegate so I got to represent their student voice at uh, my first national conference my first year. Um, and at first, you know, I, I was a bit shy and unsure of my role, um, but I was happily surprised with how welcoming and energetic and resourceful everyone is, including the student leaders, uh, the staff, and, and the doctors all at the PAFP. Um, they really have a great uh, chapter that's very active and passionate, and everybody just took me under their wing and showed me the ropes. They made sure I had everything I needed, and um, still, uh, three or four years later, they continue to support my leadership and. Um, I'm very honored to continue working with them. That's great. That's great. And, and, and just to to uh, to let the audience know that um, you know that your position, student chair, um, is a, a, a huge um, um, a position at the meeting, um, and to run for that position can be a, a very uh, daunting type process where you have to prepare a speech and and uh, you know answering questions and that type of thing and and uh, um, what's uh, how uh, <laughs> how nerve wracking was that going through that process uh, last year uh, to to run? Ah, for some people it's very easy. For me it was extremely nerve wracking because as you mentioned I get nervous and um, speaking in public is not one of my favorite things. Um, but um, I wanted to continue giving back um, to the AS. AASP and PASP has given me so much, so I decided to bite the bullet and, as they say, try one thing every day that scares you. Um, <laughs> and in writing, <laughs> writing uh, the speech, you just kind of speak from the heart, and you know, uh, people see that, and it's kind of, it's kind of easy to do. Is that so is scary. that the kind of uh, uh, kind of the key for for people who? Are uncomfortable, um, you know, speaking at a microphone or speaking at a podium um, or speaking in front of people. Um, if they are, you know, very uh, scared to do that, it's just kind of, you know, telling your story or speaking from the heart. Is is, is that the kind of advice that you can give the people who are going to be giving speeches this coming year? Uh, I think so. Um, I would um, so. Like prepping a little bit, not really word for word, but thinking about just kind of ideas that you want to get across and um, speaking from the heart because people will see your passion. And if you're really nervous and don't like speaking in front of a lot of people, and uh, there can be uh, you know at least a hundred people in the room when you're giving your speech, uh, look out into the audience. But uh, if you don't focus on one particular person that can help, or some people find it easier to focus on one person. So uh, I think everybody has their own different styles and knows a little bit of what will help them, but there are a lot of uh, student leaders uh, out there that will be at a uh, conference, and a lot of them will be at the AASP Pavilion. That's booth, I think it's 1302. I have to double check on that. Maybe 1203. I might be transposing. But um, there's a lot of leaders that will be able to give a lot of good advice um, running and also just what the leadership positions are in general because um, there's a lot of them both um, at national conference where you can run and be elected and also uh, positions you can apply for uh, later that are due in October. So a lot of resources out there and everybody is happy to talk. Don't be afraid to use us and ask us questions. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's something that, that I admire about all the the, uh, the resident student leaders is that uh, you know about my my first speech was when I was already a, a third year resident and uh, uh, this might was going to be my last uh, meeting as a resident. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just run for 
for a resident delegate and I'll lose and you know I can I can tell all my friends that I finally ran and lost and they should get off my back because people were telling me to to uh, run for years and that would be you know I would be great at whatever I was running for and uh, um, it, it took me until that it took me I don't know how many national conferences probably five or six or seven or something like that until I finally got the courage to go up there and uh, make a speech, <laughs> uh, and, and I won. So, but uh, uh, it's uh, it, it, it is very intimidating uh, to to do that, and uh, it's it, it's always uh, fun to to uh, uh, to meet people for the first time, and and you know they get excited and they want to get active and they want to do stuff, and uh, which we'll get into uh, in a little bit here. So, but um, uh, so my guest on the line here, because uh, we'll be transitioning in, uh, talking about the meeting, my guest on the line here is uh, Christina Zimmerman, the uh, National Conference Student Chair uh, for uh, 2014 for the National Conference of Family Medicine Residents and Medical Students. You can get more information at uh, aafp.org/nc, and uh, we'll be using the Twitter hashtag AAFPNC, and you can follow her on Twitter at Zimosaurus. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, – let's uh, shift gears here and talk about the meeting. Uh, but first, I want to talk about your uh, your Twitter name. Uh, can you tell the, the people what's it, uh, how you came up with your Twitter name, Zimosaurus? Ah, well, um, when I became regional coordinator, uh, it was suggested that all regional coordinators, there's five of us for five different regions across the country, uh, get a Twitter and reach out to um, the students we're representing uh, via Twitter. So we all had a little bit of brainstorming sessions trying to think of names, and um, I, I didn't want to go with just my normal name. I, I wanted something more... Uh, fun, I guess. Uh, and I like dinosaurs, but I thought it was silly, and then someone else suggested it and thought it was cool, too. And my predecessor from the same region had a fun Twitter handle. Uh, hers was Diana Explosion. So I'm kind of carrying on the uh, crazy Twitter handle name legacy. Uh, That's good. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, dinosaurs are not extinct. We exist on Twitter. There you go. There you go. Um, so as we get talking about the meeting, so um, so for medical students who uh, – my first question is this. So for medical students who have never been to the meeting, um, how would you describe the meeting? How would you describe what they are in for if it is their first meeting? Oh, boy. Uh, well, there's a lot going on. Um, so if it's your first meeting, uh, it can be a little bit overwhelming um, because it's, it's a very large meeting. Uh, more than 1,000 students went last year, more than 1,000 residents. So there was um, over 2,000 people there and over 300 residency exhibitors. Um, so we try to make the transition a little bit easier. Um, we have on um, Thursday a... Um, uh, a orientation uh, in the morning. Uh, it's around 8.15 to 9 o'clock and we talk about how to, um, a little bit of how national conference works and how to kind of uh, get what you want out of it and all the different things that are offered just to give you a background and so you can start thinking about, you know, what you want to accomplish while you're there because there's so, just so many different things to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of looking through the schedule, and uh, people can get more information at afp.org/nc. Um, and the, the main stage speakers, I was taking a look at those, uh, and, and every year, uh, National Conference has uh, a, a a great lineup of, of main stage speakers. Um, and I'm going to um, uh, embarrass myself by not uh, mentioning them all, uh, but I know my good friend uh, uh, Dr. New Ryan Newhoffel is going to be on a panel um, on Friday. Um, and I know he'll be uh, talking about uh, direct primary care. Uh, and that's something that uh, uh, I'm going to be looking forward to. I'm not going to be there, but I'm, pro- I'm going to be following on Twitter, and <laughs> I'm going to be very uh, curious about uh, what he has to say. But uh, but National Conference all, always has uh, these great uh, uh, main stage speakers that they have every year. Yeah, and it's great that you're uh, going to be following on Twitter because we're trying something a little new this year. And since um, that 
portion will be a panel that Dr. New is going to be on along with um, three other panelists and a moderator. Um, we're going to have not only questions from the audience, traditionally like we've done with the moderator, but we're also going to take questions from Twitter. Um, so the hashtag AAFPNC. Um, so, uh, oh, so, so, so I can ask uh, Dr. New a really, uh, um, really crazy question, and, and he'll know that it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, <laughs> he knows your style. But, uh, That's cool, though. We're really excited about the panel this year um, because uh, we built it so that we have um, doctors that represent academic medicine, rural medicine, urban medicine, and direct primary care. Um, so we have kind of uh, a little bit of the gamut so people will really be able to uh, compare and contrast and um, get their specific questions answered if there's something they're thinking about for their future when they'd like to practice. Cool, cool, yeah. And Dr. Paul Grundy will be, uh, um, I believe, opening on Thursday. And uh, I've heard him speak before, and uh, he always gets people excited talking about uh, new models of care, and he'll be talking about uh, the patient-centered medical home. And uh, um, Dr. Blackwelder, I think, will be the closing there. And uh, um, he is always, he always gives a, a great uh, talk. And, and I know he's, he, he always le uh, leaves his, his especially good talks for the uh, resident and student meetings. So, uh, uh, so I'll, I'll be uh, interested in following that on Twitter as well. So just, just a great uh, set of, uh, of, of main stage speakers. Um, uh, but, but I know that a lot of first-time people, a lot of first-time students, uh, you know, they, they, they go for, you know, a lot of the, the hands-on workshops. And, um, and I remember when I went to a natural conference the first time, I went to all kinds of stuff like musculoskeletal clinics and some procedural mm -hmm. skills and, and some other stuff like that. And, and uh, that was always fun for me to go to some of those workshops. Yeah, they are a lot of fun, and there's a lot to choose from. Uh, yeah, because uh, I look at the schedule every year, and uh, I don't know how people try to uh, squeeze them all in. <laughs> um, and I know some of the residency programs themselves uh, put on some of those uh, skills clinics, and uh, it's always fun for the residents to come and do some stuff as well. And like you said, it can be hard to squeeze them all in, um, but some of them we actually run more than once and on different days so that you can try to, if you're, if you're missing it, to go do something else, um, like go to uh, Congress, which I highly recommend. Then you can catch that uh, workshop the next day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we Why don't we dive into some of the uh, the, the leadership stuff? Because um, I, I know that uh, um, that's something that you're passionate about, and, and getting people excited for uh, uh, to help influence policy and, and to uh, uh, get people discussing, especially hot topics or current events um, for for you know a student who has uh, never experienced you know, what, what a, a student congress is, what do you, what do you usually, or what, what will you tell them when they ask you about what, what is student congress? <laughs> uh, well, uh, we have a student congress and a resident congress, and similar things happen at both. Um, but uh, congress is really the place where the student and resident's voice gets heard. Um, so you get to, um, uh, talk about resolutions, debate topics that are important to you, and have a real chance to influence policy that might become official AAFP policy. So that's kind of where it all starts. Um, and anyone that's a student or resident member can participate in both resolution writing and the debate uh, for the Student Congress. You don't have to be a delegate. Um, you only need to be a delegate to vote. Um, and um, both both Congress's student and resident have significantly influenced um, policy and programs in the AFP in the past. Um, uh, and, and these topics, it could, it could be any of a number of topics. You know, there, there are people that are you know, passionate about you know health policy and, and how medicine is funded, or um, you know, or clinical issues. You know, um, you know, obesity or women's health issues or um, uh, uh, you know, a, a, any type of um, issue that is relevant to our patients, people can uh, can talk about it. 
people can um, you know try to write resolutions um, you know which uh, can possibly influence academy policy um, and, and you know that's the type of thing that I really didn't get into when I first started going to to national conference but as as I uh, as the years went on I, I was uh, very more interested in that because um, uh, that's how really we can uh, affect our patients um, as far as, you know, trying to influence policy of the academy or even policy at the state house or uh, in Washington, D.C. And, and uh, that, that for me, that, uh, uh, that, was, that was where the real, real fun is uh, as far as uh, discussing those type of topics. I, I agree. Um, but like you, for me, it took me a while to kind of get comfortable with involving my, myself more in resolution writing and being involved in the discussions. Um, I think it feels very overwhelming for a newcomer. Um, but as I mentioned before, everybody's really friendly and takes you under their wing, is more than willing to help. And we've instituted a, a lot of things to try to help people um, get more involved with resolution writing and the discussions both prior to the conference and at the conference itself. Um, so prior to the conference, we are having a uh, resolution writing webinar. Uh, and that is going to take place um, next week on the 30th um, at 8 p.m. It's going to be an hour. Uh, you can page uh, AAFP Facebook page for the link to that. It's not up yet. It should be up in the next day or two. Um, and we'll be going over both basics for resolution writing, and also for people that have done it before. Uh, near the end, we'll talk about some ways to tweak it and, and really hone the wording. Um, but it's it's once you get the basic understanding, it's quite easy. Um, and then on site, uh, we have several discussion groups um, and a specified time for them. So um, there's five groups. They're broken up into um, like advocacy, membership, education, um, but, and we have leaders um, that are part of those commissions uh, kind of facilitating those discussions. And anyone that has an interest in that certain area uh, is welcome to go and contribute. Uh, and anyone can listen to, of course. And a lot of people have met uh, other people with the same passions and gotten together and written a resolution together. Um, so a lot of good ideas get brewing there. And then once you have your idea, we have a special computer room uh, right next to the discussion rooms where you can go and, and write your resolution. And in that room, there's also staff members to help you both um, see if policy already exists or find something supportive for what you're thinking about. And also um, mentors, uh, students, and residents that have written resolutions in the past and are very involved that will also help you write. Um, so even though it can be overwhelming, we have a lot of resources, and um, I encourage people to take advantage of them because it's a really great opportunity. Now, in addition to uh, potentially uh, influencing uh, policy, um, the other fun leadership thing is, is um, getting people excited maybe to uh, take some leadership uh, positions uh, nationally. Yeah. Um, and uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, that a little bit? Yes, I can. Oh, and I remembered it's um, what I mentioned earlier. The booth is 12:03, but that's going to be on the website as well. But there will be a big sign, AFP Pavilion. You won't miss it. It'll be orange <laughs> or color. Cool. So go there, talk to the uh, leaders about um, leadership positions, ask them any questions that you have. Um, so there's. Um, a lot of different uh, leadership positions uh, available for students. Um, if you go like on Google and just Google AAFP leadership, student and resident leadership, um, so you can see on there. Um, so you can do something like what I'm doing now and run for chair for next year. Or you can run to be a delegate for the whole uh, AAFP representing the students or the residents. There's really a lot of opportunities. Um, you just find the one that best fits you. Um, so uh, there's some time to think about the different opportunities before conference uh, because uh, and it'll say on the website which positions are elected at conference. Um, so 
uh, as you were mentioning earlier, people would get up and, and make a speech and, and talk about why they're passionate about family medicine, why they want to do the position that they want to do. Um, and then uh, our, your peers will vote. And uh, by the end of the conference, uh, you'll, you could be a new leader. Um, so it's very exciting. Um, and there's also other positions that are appointed um, that are not elected at national conference that uh, applications need to be in by October. Um, so those are things like the FMIG regional coordinator, or yes, regional coordinator, and some other positions. Um, so there really is a, a wide list, and I encourage everyone to take a look. Um, and you can even look on the website for people who have been leaders in the past. If you want to talk to someone before a national conference, there will be contact information. You can reach out. Um, and, and I do have to warn people uh, that there is a, uh, there's a bad side effect to this, uh, <laughs> is that uh, you will have friends for life. Um, I know people in my peer group, basically old people now, uh, where we still have uh, stories from National Conference. Uh, many of them we cannot uh, repeat on the radio, um, but uh, uh, there are a lot of my friends uh, now who you know, are very active in their chapters and, and who are national leaders, uh, not only in family medicine, but in other facets of medicine. Um, and there's a lot of leaders that uh, um, just come out of this national conference meeting, and, and uh, uh, it, it is, uh, you know, I, I still love talking about it today. So, uh, but uh, but uh, it's just it's just getting people there, and, and, and you're right, it is hard to explain until you get there. Um, but the, the leadership piece, I'm glad that you talked about that um, because that is a very important part of the meeting. Uh, once you become a leader, it's really hard to stop. <laughs> it's just so much fun. <laughs> uh, my guest on the line uh, is the uh, National Conference Student Chair, Christina Zimmerman. Uh, follow her on Twitter at Zimosaurus, and also check out uh, information at the meeting about the meeting at afp.org. And see. Uh, so let's uh, talk about um, you know the, the the expo hall a little bit. Um, you know, for All people right. who haven't been there before, this is a huge you know residency fair. It's, it's where medical students can kind of look at different places around the country, and this is where residents can can talk about um, their programs. Um, for for people who have not been uh, to experience the expo hall for the first time, how would you describe that to them? Humongous. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are all, pretty much all the states are represented. Uh, I know there, Hawaii was there last year. I'm not sure about Alaska. Um, and uh, some of the bigger states, they bring a ton. Like Pennsylvania has had 19 programs last year. So it's really great. Uh, it's one floor, so you don't have to go anywhere else. And you can. Uh, the states are usually lined up like all together, um, and you can just pick any state you want and any program you want and go talk to them and kind of jump from program to program. And there's nowhere else where you can uh, meet such a wide variety of residencies and do comparing. Um, and there is a map upstairs, but now even easier is with the introduction of the new app last year, um, you can get all of that on your phone. Um, so the new app for this year has launched, uh, June 1st it launched. So uh, if you search for AAFP uh, National Conference, you want to download the 2014 one. But you can go through and you'll be able to see, um, you can search by state uh, and see all the residencies that have come by that state, or you can search by name. And there's ways that you can favorite uh, the residencies and enter notes. So uh, if you're sitting on the plane with nothing to do on your way to national conference, you can uh, sit there and then kind of go through and, and make a list of all the residencies that you want to talk to. And uh, On the website there's also uh, a list of questions. If you're not sure uh, what types of questions to ask the residencies, the students, the program directors, we have some examples on there to get you started. Uh, and yes, in addition to uh, looking at the app on the plane, you can also listen to the show. So, uh, which is you know a, a huge information uh, uh, resource uh, for you out there. Um, do, do, do you have any tips uh, for students uh, when they visit the uh, residency programs that you've learned through the years? Oh boy. Um, well, uh, so everybody wants. To 
talk to you. Uh, they're really excited about you being there. Um, so uh, really just uh, try to think a little bit about what you're looking for in a program um, and ask the questions that will uh, kind of let you decide whether or not you'll be a good fit for that program. Um, and uh, with the, with the app, it's good. You get to you can take notes and, and remember what they said, so it doesn't all get jumbled together in your head. Um, there's also uh, something really cool that we have downstairs. Right before you go up to the Expo Hall, we have little computers where you can put in your your name and address and all your contact information uh, that you can give the residencies if you want more information from them. So you don't have to really? write a you don't have to write out all your information and make your hand fall off. Uh, That's cool. You just print out a whole sheet and it's all there for you. <laughs> wow! I'd be like, okay, here's my sheet. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's, that's a, whoever came up with that idea is a great idea. Yeah, pretty uh, smart. Uh, but get in the line. Like, don't wait until opening uh, night to get in the line. If you go earlier in the day, it's much shorter. So there's the tip. Because then it'll, it'll take like five seconds. You won't have to wait at all. <laughs> uh, and I know for for uh, residents, I, I know there's also some booths. Um, uh, and there have been last year for maybe like a, for fellowship programs after residency or even like a real job or practice opportunities after residency. Um, so the expo hall is not just for students. I know that uh, um, it's also for residents. And I know in, in years past, I know, you know, when uh, when I used to use books, um, I, I would I would get a book uh, there <laughs> um, every year, uh, whatever the new uh, book is. But obviously everything's online now, so whatever. And we're we're having all of all of those things that you just mentioned again this year. There's about a hundred booths for uh, residents, just for residents alone. So, cool, cool. Um, I also did, did want to touch on some of the uh, <clears throat> some of the networking and, and community service events as well, which which I think needs. Uh, talked about more because there's so much stuff going on. Um, I, I know every year there, there's an FMIG breakfast, and uh, um, I know that um, you know there's a minority special interest roundtable discussion. And um, I don't know if it's new this year, but there's this there's this global health networking meeting. I don't know if they had that last year, and 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 always every year you know, people talk about these community service opportunities, which I think is very cool. Um, uh, can you touch on any of those uh, topics? Oh boy, I think we need another hour to this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> there, there's just so much to talk about. Um, uh, as you mentioned, we have um, several roundtables. So we do have the minority uh, and the global health. Um, and I'm blanking. I, I'm thinking that there's one more. There might be one for international medical uh, oh, okay. school Issues. students. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, ded it's dedicated time for you guys to get together and have discussions um, and potentially even come up with resolutions uh, that you can make on site. Um, so we give you a dedicated hour, but you know you can spend as, obviously, if you hit it off and find a great idea, you can uh, stay as long as you'd like. Um, and we do that early enough so that you have time to uh, work on the resolutions and get them uh, submitted in time uh, to be considered, and the community service. Um, so we are uh, collecting items um, for, I believe it's Haiti. I'm trying to pull that up, but uh, I'm having a slow connection. So we're, uh, any items that you can bring um, that would be beneficial, like uh, toiletries, uh, even old suitcases, um, if you email me, I can uh, I can get a specific list um, for anyone that's interested. Um, and we're also doing a blood drive, so um, cool. on site. Um, so hopefully, uh, we'll be sticking almost everybody. <laughs> uh, we'll have a special spot for those of you that passed out. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, besides uh, all of the workshops and networking and leadership, uh, you also have a lot of chances to be an even greater exceptional person than you already are at conference. 
Um, and uh, my guest on the line is the uh, National Conference student chair, Christina Zimmerman. Uh, and uh, you, you can check out information about the meeting uh, at afp.org slash nc. Um, and one of the last talks as we start to close up here is uh, I, I, I've been following, obviously, the meeting the last few years, and uh, uh, I've been curious and uh, happy about the social media angle because, you know, I'm the social media guy. Uh, you already mentioned the app, um, and there's been apps at other AFP events, which I think is very cool. Um, and uh, you already mentioned the hashtag, uh, AAFPNC. Um, but last few years, I mean, uh, um, uh, students, residents, staff, you know, have been really uh, savvy on on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that type of stuff. And, and uh, I know you're really into Twitter, uh, uh, but uh, uh, I know people are, are using these other social media platforms as well. So it's been kind of a cool seeing, uh, seeing the meeting take on some of these other social media angles. Yeah, we're really excited about that too. Um, and I was so happy when the app launched last year. Um, they do give a really great booklet out when you register that has everything in it, beautiful color, all the information you can want. But uh, I'm usually running from place to place because there's so much to do. So uh, I'm lucky and I can read and run at the same time. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> easy to look up the room number I need to go to. Um, using the app. Uh, I mentioned that you can uh, favorite residencies on there, but you can also plan your entire schedule, um, putting in all the workshops you want to go to, the main stages, going to Congress, resolution writing. You can really tailor it and put it exactly how you want, and it will remind you um, what time things are, and it will all be at your fingertips. It will give you the room numbers. So it's really easy. It makes things really accessible um, for everyone that likes um, to use the technology on their phones. And also you can friend people um, and send them messages. So I already have my profile on the app, so everybody better friend me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. The, the chair has spoken. There you go. <laughs> um, and, and for people who don't know, um, you know the the you know obviously the student chair runs the student congress, um, and then uh, have you been uh, tuning up on your uh, parliamentary procedure? Are you getting ready to like call people out of order and throw them out of the congress, that type of thing? Oh, I'm I'm not going to throw anyone out. I'm too nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I might put you in timeout. Um, I'm just kidding. See, that, um, that would be awesome. You should, you should have a timeout chair right next, mm, right next to your chair up there. That would be hilarious. I, I am brushing up on my parliamentary procedure, and um, I have some really good mentors. Um, but the chairs get to work with uh, the AAFP speakers, so uh, Dr. Miggs and Dr. Orgain. They're really great resources, so they've been showing me the ropes. And I've also been talking to a lot of past uh, chairs uh, to, to get their tips, too. So everybody's been really helpful. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then, uh, so you're going to be going, uh, you know, to, to to the big meeting in the fall, the big AFP Congress of Delegates. Uh, have you been there before? I have not, but I'm really excited to go. And it's in D.C. this year, which is a really cool city. Yes, yes, yes. So. Cool. So that's a, that'll be fun to uh, to talk about your experience there. So, um, wow. I think that was everything on my list here that is uh, going on at the meeting. Is is there anything I forgot, or is there anything else that you really wanted to highlight? Uh, uh, boy, like I said, there's so much uh, we could use another hour or two. Um, you did ask about the SMIG programming uh, in your one question when we were talking about the discussion groups. Um, there's specific programming for the family med medicine interest groups, and they're really great. I got a lot of information from them my first year um, when I was planning on being involved with my SMIG, and they have four specific programs. They go over um, basics and how to build uh, your SMIG and make it succeed. Um, they always give a great breakfast. It's a warm breakfast. They have fresh fruit for the vegetarians and tasty bacon for the carnivores. Um, 
and they, they give out the awards for the SMIGs there. Um, they're also having a really um, fun, I'm super excited about this, uh, uh, workshop on making your own leadership brand. And it's actually being uh, taught by, well, one of the co-teachers is this year's winner of the AASP Teacher of the Award, Dr. Dennis Gingrich. So that will be a really great opportunity for people to um, to uh, get advice from him. Uh, we also have poster presentations. Didn't mention those at all. Um, there are uh, they'll all be, they'll be up interspersed between the residency booths. So check those out. Uh, your peers worked really hard, uh, and there's com uh, competitions. So, um, uh, but a lot of good information on those. Um, so yeah, but basically. Before you go, plan your schedule, um, figure out what residencies you want to talk to, and buy your food vouchers. We're going to have food again on site. Um, <laughs> but you can't buy the vouchers on site. You have to buy them beforehand. So buy them now <laughs> for $5. Uh, it's really cheap. The food's decent. So. Oh, yeah. And, well, I was looking through the website here, and something that, that uh, we didn't even touch on is uh, you know, um, there's going to be a lot of students here for the first time. Uh, there's going to be a lot of um, uh, National Conference scholarship winners, people who applied to be here. And, and uh, um, that's, uh, it's always fun for me to, uh, you know, to meet some of these uh, scholarship winners, especially people like the First Time Attendee Award and, and the the, uh, the winners of the minority uh, scholarships. Uh, okay. So it, it's always fun who, to uh, to talk to those students who uh, probably would not have any other way to attend the uh, uh, the conference other than um, you know this uh, uh, scholarship award. Right, and there are oh, there's 200 of of those, and they get a special ribbon. All you new attendees will learn all about the special ribbons. <laughs> uh, you get ribbons <laughs> on your name tag. Everybody competes. Try to get the most colorful name tag. Um, but um, yeah, the scholarship program is really great. Um, it's closed for this year, but I encourage everyone to apply for next year. And um, also check with your state chapters because they may offer funding to get to national conference too. So that's a good resource not to overlook. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I, I always love seeing on Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram uh, people's uh, badges and their uh, ribbons, uh, and they try to have a silly competition on who has uh, the most ribbons uh, mm -hmm. off of their badge. So that's kind of funny. But National Conference can be affordable um, even if you don't have a scholarship. It can be difficult, but there are ways like you get roommates, um, like share a room and that really cuts down the cost. And like I said, the food vouchers are only $5, which is pretty cheap and that fills you up pretty good. So um, if anybody else needs money saving tips in Kansas City, uh, just shoot me a tweet and I'll fill you in. <laughs> um, so, so for you uh, personally, are, are you just not going to be sleeping for three or four days? Is that, is that kind of how the, the, uh, the conference works for the, uh, for the leaders? A little bit, yeah, because we work hard, but then we play hard at night too because there's just going to be so many fantastic students and residents there, and I want to meet everybody, so no time for sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Um, well, as we close things up, I will uh, I, I will give you a, a, a quick moment to gather your thoughts for any kind of uh, uh, closing thoughts for the audience tonight about uh, – about the meeting or about family medicine or whatever else that you want to talk about. But I do want to, uh, uh, to thank my guest, National Conference Student Chair Christina Zimmerman. Follow her on Twitter um, at the Zimosaurus. And uh, uh, check out uh, the information for the meeting, the AFP National Conference, uh, Family Medicine Residents and Medical Students. You can go to afp.org slash nc to get uh, more information. Um, and uh, follow the uh, meeting on Twitter. Uh, and I want to apologize in advance to all my Twitter followers because I'll be uh, doing that hashtag a lot during those few days. So it's hashtag AAFPNC. Um, and uh, the meeting also has a presence uh, on uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, so they're going to be doing a lot of stuff. I know last year um, 
they were aggregating tweets on on Storify uh, last year, uh, so they'll be able to uh, accumulate all that stuff uh, as well. And I know some of my friends uh, who are in residency uh, programs who are going to be out there tweeting as well, and uh, it'll be fun uh, uh, following them. And I'll feel like I'm at uh, I'm at the meeting, so uh, uh, but th- th- that's going to be fun uh, this year again. Uh, so Christina, before I let you go tonight. Um, uh, you have any uh, kind of uh, closing thoughts uh, for the mm-hmm. audience uh, here this evening uh, about the meeting? How excited you are about it? Um, and anything else that uh, uh, that uh, you're excited about or want to talk about uh, about this year's meeting? Uh, I'll just give a, I guess, kind of uh, quick recap on the major themes, um, and then also have people work on getting a cardboard cutout of you, so we can. Move you all around <laughs> national conference, even though you won't be there. Um, That's funny. So, <laughs> um, students and residents, uh, you really have a big hand in the future of family medicine, and national conference is a really great venue um, to get the work started. So, don't be afraid to speak up or think outside the box. Um, family medicine is really integral to healthcare um, and the changes that need to be made to move uh, her health forward. Um, feel free to contact me and uh, the other leaders by email or Twitter. Um, as your um, official uh, representatives, we want to hear what you think. Um, uh, we want to represent your thoughts and, 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 and do that well. So let us know. And I'm really excited to see you all there. Well, cool. Can you well? Uh, can you believe it's been an hour? I mean, you, you did a great job. I know you're very nervous through the whole thing, mainly because it's me. Uh, I intimidate people a lot. You are very. Uh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, great job. You know, th- thank you so much for being on. Thank- thanks, uh, thanks for reaching out to me and reminding me that I invited you to be on the podcast because I obviously I totally forgot and I was an idiot about it. Uh, but uh, uh, but thanks for your persistence and. Um, Thanks for coming coming on tonight. I, good luck for the meeting. I know you're going to do great. I know it's going to be another great meeting, and I'm glad that social media is out there so I can kind of take a peek, uh, take a peek about what's uh, going on during the meeting. Uh, and I guess I will see you in person next uh, uh, in D.C. for the uh, for the Congress of Delegates. So uh, so thanks so much for coming on the show uh, this evening. Thank you very much for uh, having me and, and letting me plug National Conference for an hour. It was fantastic. <laughs> Cool, cool. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll talk soon. And uh, uh, for everybody else, I will have a closing thought of my own right after uh, right after this. So thanks a lot, Christina. We'll talk very soon. All right, thanks. All right, kids, we will be right back. I uh, have uh, some closing thoughts of my own right after this on the Mexico Radio program on a Monday night here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. That's right, social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the Mike Spiller Radio Program here on a Monday night here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. So how fun was that, kids? That was uh, that was a good, good time. Uh, so, um, so if anybody is left listening, <laughs> uh, just because it's me, um, uh, just want to uh, just mention a couple things. Um, so yeah, I, w- I will not be going to the resident studio meeting, but I will be going to the big meeting in DC coming up. Uh, I believe uh, three months from now, I believe. So well, uh, so I do have some social media plans coming up for that uh, tomorrow night. Um, I will be uh, doing a, a Google Hangout uh, with my good friend Dr. Jerry Tolbert. 
uh, who I got to visit last weekend. We'll talk about that. Uh, so if you want to check out the Google Hangout, uh, you can follow my Twitter feed at Dr. Mike Savella. And uh, for those people who are following me on Facebook, um, I will also put the link out. Uh, so it will be me and Jerry just talking about family medicine stuff. Uh, we'll probably share some of our own uh, uh, memories of past national conferences where we met uh, and uh, probably talking about uh, AFP stuff, talking about assembly, talking about uh, Congress of Delegates. And I have this idea in my head about doing some uh, uh, Google Hangouts leading up uh, to the meeting. So uh, uh, so if anybody's interested in that or, or uh, is curious about that or wants to talk to us or wants to be interviewed by us, uh, you know where to find me. Uh, through all my social media outlets. So uh, I'm going to be experimenting doing some stuff uh, like that. So, um, But I do want to apologize again. I, I should be uh, writing more blog posts. I should be more active on Twitter. I should be doing more stuff on Facebook. Um, but as you know, I mean, life out there can get pretty busy. Uh, and um, But I have not forgotten about all of you out there, my listeners, if, uh, if you have not uh, forgotten about me. But uh, just let everybody know, I'm putting everybody on notice that uh, leading up uh, to the AEFP annual meeting uh, in Washington, D.C., I'll be doing more social media stuff. So, yes, you will not be able to get rid of me because <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping this D.C. Uh, event uh, of AEFP uh, is going to be a huge event and a huge social media event because I would like to let everybody know how cool family medicine is, um, how we you know hold the key to the future of healthcare in America, uh, you know through you know different types talking about different types of um, um, you know healthcare um, innovations. You know, talk about PCMH, talk about direct primary care, talk about a lot of different stuff. So, so leading up to this DC meeting, um, I'm hoping that you will help me get the message out there, um, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. So, thanks again for everybody for hanging with me uh, through this time when I've been a social media slacker, uh, and I invite everybody to uh, join me and Dr. Jerry Tolbert here, uh, not here, but on Google. Uh, plus or Google Hangouts uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We will be uh, live on video. That's right. Be very scared. <laughs> we'll be on video uh, tomorrow night, July 22, 2014, at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And if you can't you know, watch live, that's fine. I'm going to put it on archive on my website and on Facebook and on Twitter and all that stuff. So uh, thanks again to my guest uh, this evening. Uh, National Conference Student Chair Christina Zimmerman. Follow her on Twitter. Just, just you know, just shock her. Just, just follow her on Twitter. Just, just, just like blow up her Twitter followers. Just do that for me. Uh, and we talked about the National Conference of uh, Family Medicine Residents and Medical Students, so AFP.org, uh, to get more information. Uh, they will be. Uh, their meeting is August 7 uh, through August 9, 2014, in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, so it will be fun to follow that meeting once again. Uh, so that's all I have for you uh, this evening, kids. Uh, thanks for joining me. My name is uh, Dr. Mike Savella, drmikesavella.com. Uh, and follow me on Twitter, Dr. Mike Savella, and uh, all that good stuff. So um, I will talk to you all of you down the road. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. This is Mike Savella reminding you that family medicine rocks. Good night, everybody. <laughs>